So this is King Shice, an award-winning spoken word poet from the north side of Philly, a community youth activist. He is featured on stages all over the country. His work has been seen and heard on radio, TV, and in print. Current project um, out right now is King Shy Season out online on Rio Soul Records. So y'all definitely need to hit up riosoulrecords.com. They got some hot artists. Um, King Shice right here is one of their feature artists. They also have a few more. Um, so definitely realsoul.com. They got some fire coming out of their um, record label. Like, I'm, I'm trying to move. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready, though. So thank you for being here. Glad to be here. I appreciate you making it. Um, it's just awesome to see. We haven't seen each other in a minute either, you know, right? Yeah, Voices in Power, Open Mic, uh, once a month, I got to check them out too, go on Eventbrite, they all sold out, but they got an anniversary coming up, so definitely go on Eventbrite and check out Voices in Power if you want some hot poetry, or you're trying to find you an open mic, they definitely got it for you. So, Mr. Scheiss, King Scheiss, you know we working on this King Scheiss season album is out right now right right, right okay right. so let's get into it i need you to give me a a, a taste i need a taste you want a uh, piece of yes it? yes give it to me see i know why the cage jim crow sings you lock it down it loses its wings can't fly on those streets so we can pray to be devouring the belly of the beast. America eats its poor. Got dark meat stuck between his teeth. See, the slaves were set free for a brief moment, stood in the sun and moved back towards slavery. Them boys in the prison yard can't smell freedom in the air, so become public enemy caught in the crosshair. But knowledge is power. My mind is black steel in the chaos hour. You can't convince me to change my attitude when I know slavery in America started with a ditch and servitude. Now, how does any different from the day when the prison industrial complex got inmates working for pennies a day? The media can't convince that drug sales in Houston cause color lines in the ethnic group, but disproportionately locked down as black and brown. European immigrants put Africans in chains. The Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, while Spain, that's the way those slaves came. So the more things change, the more they stay the same, same word. Well, and they're trying to figure out what to do with the black poor problem since the reconstruction, do the research. It ain't hard to tell. They were doing drug suites at college campuses. They were fall right boys be born, calling mom and dad home to produce bail. White privilege get a criminal justice system a sliding scale. Ain't no black gangs in the suburbs, black southern black, brown to brown, white to white. Everybody getting high, no lie, but they want a racial profile stopping frisk the gods. Listen, he was convicted by the testimony of an eyewitness. Judge Crack Gavel passed sitting. Over two decades, he was let sentenced to got exonerated by DNA evidence proof. Put your left hand on the Bible, raise your right hand, swear to tell the truth. How many of that last scenario see someone that look like me? It's you. Wasted behind bars of those who couldn't take it, put a belt around the neck of the cell become strange fruit, oh. noose. But I'm a man, so I'm born to stand erect. I let words ejaculate from my lyrics. Tell the criminal justice system use a lying trick, and I come with the truth and let it bust all over you. That courtroom don't see, man. Care less about that faith you believe in. So that's why we write these prison poetic letters way past the margin for my brothers and sisters who can't make bail. Yes, that is one of my favorite pieces. I love that. And like, okay, so what inspired you? 
Like, where did that come from? Uh, long time I've been, you know, and thinking about when you talk about institutionalized racism, structured racism, and when people try to tell you that things change and it did, you know, uh, they say we've been watching black folks being targeted by these laws mm -hmm. and racially profiled and locked up disproportionately to the other groups of blacks and brown people. And to have the, the thoughts, the passion about it, the voice to talk about it, but Michelle Alexander came out with the book, The New Jim Crow. Oh, yeah. So once I read the book, I had the information to back up the, the feelings I had, the thoughts I had on it. So now you have these, you know, these numbers that can support it, uh, the information. So that's why I call it the new Jim Crow. And I've always write poems to be footnotes. So if you hear the poem, you like the poem, I try to direct people to the books behind some of the social commentary that mm. we're talking about. Always so dropping them down. Yes. I want people to go get the information. So when I did the video, I'm actually reading a book in there. So I'm getting, you know, like this ain't no hidden, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not making nothing up. There's information statistic to back up that uh, the prison system is just a new slavery. It's just a new way to respond and put black people behind bars. And in this prison system, we got to look out for these traps. And a lot of things that glorify and what can cause us to get in these traps is you hear it in hip hop music, we glorify this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if lyrically somebody can make that look appealing, yeah. then lyrically we gotta have some counterbalance to that because we gotta have other stories out here other than sure. the lifestyle. We, you know, we make it feel like it's something fly to do. We have to talk about other things. That make people like, yo, this is the plan it got for you. Keep running, keep running behind these narratives in your community and in the music and thinking, you know, this is gonna be some lifestyle that's just gonna end. Like I seen this movie. I know how the story ends. Just got new players and new actors in it. So I'm just trying to tell people if I've been around long enough to say, yo, I can tell you who ran this neighborhood late 80s, early 90s, on and on and on and on. I told y'all, he a goat like he's been around. <laughs> it's nothing new. So, you, you know, you want to give people the information. So a lot of times, that's part of my process. True, mm -hmm. if I'm feeling something, if it's political, I got to read up on politics to make sure, you know, not just having wordplay with these lyrics about politics. I'm actually giving some information about politics prison industrial complex, whatever I'm talking about at that time. Then there's the other poems that's just based on my experience. And then other poems is based on social commentary. If I'm proposing about spirituality, then I have to study spirituality and history to make yeah. all these things come to life. So it's not just the, you know, I'm different when it comes to that, I, you know, I'm not a fan of just wordplay just for the sake of wordplay. Yes. So, so catch, what is the name of that book again? Uh, the New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. The New Jim Crow by who? Michelle Alexander. Michelle Alexander. You, if you go to um, griosoul.com, griosoul records, you will see the video. It's videos from all uh, label mates on there. But if you want to see that video, you'll see the images that makes the poem come even more alive. I didn't finish the poem because, you know, I just. Yeah, he just giving y'all a little taste, you know, like. That's all y'all get. That's all y'all get. Y'all don't get all of it. You gotta go buy the album. You gotta go, go, go get the album. We watch the video. Watch the video. Tell me. 
It's hot. It's hot. Okay, so the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Mm-hmm. See, he drops gems and I pick them up. I don't play them games. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to look into this book. So that's your inspiration for that piece. So when exactly is a moment you remember writing your first poem? Like your very first one. It's it's strange. I always say that I can't remember. I wouldn't been writing since grade school and I you know and grade school was like the birth of hip hop for me in Philadelphia we started you know can I ask you what year that was classic I'm classic classic. so I can't the reason why I'm saying it because I can't remember Mm -hmm. what did I write first a rap or a poem but I know the message my Grandmaster Flash was a rap in 81. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some little, I'm going to date myself with that. Okay. In 81, and I heard that, and it made me write a poem. So it made me write a poem that didn't sound like what I was reading in Langston Hughes or what uh, was given us. Because Grandmaster Flash, you know, broke the glass everywhere. It sounded like a poem to me. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like it spoke to me on that level. So I didn't write a rap about the streets. I wrote a poem that look like I'm looking out my window and what did I see? So it probably was grade school. I wrote my first poem listening to raps so that I was writing raps too. Yes, because I can I can hear that in your flow. And that's what I like about your tone when you get when you recite your pieces. It's like that old school hip hop. Like you can hear it. Mm-hmm. That's why I love listening to you. And it's like I've heard your pieces so much. Like I'm in a in a crowd like like spitting them all people looking at me like what's up <laughs> like this my that's a, you don't that's understand a, that's, that's a great I, I, I like what you said but I never understood when poets get up and read and they apologize for the read like oh I'm apologize if you heard this poem before like we supposed to write something that supposed to live and have a show so we still listen to Maya, we still listen to Gil, we still listen to, we still listen to Lakes to you. Why are you not writing something worth repeating? And I love reciting a piece and the crowd's doing it with me. Mm-hmm. Like that gives you that rock star feel. Yes, and man. you know, you come see my set, I'm always gonna bring something new. Like I just did a feature, I did two or three new pieces, but you won't get classic shites because somebody in that room, but 90% of the room didn't hear it. The 10% that heard it is gonna, do the words with me. I love it. I love I it. Lo- and I love doing it with you. Okay, so you got new pieces and old pieces. So you got any um events coming up in the yeah, near future? Yeah, I'm, I'm post. I'm going to Baltimore with K Love. Be more. Yes, we love K Love. I'm trying. If you watching, I'm trying to get you on the show. If you listening, K Love. Uh, she'll be in Philly in May. She, yeah, she featured at Voices in Power in February, I think. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, so, she was awesome. So we, um, I got that coming up March 17th. March 17th in yeah. Baltimore with k Love. Philly, I got something on the 23rd and something on the 24th in New Jersey, so I can't go off the top of my head, but I will be putting it out there. You know, people that's follow Instagram or Facebook, they'll see me put them out as the base car. I'm I'm one of the promoters, like, can make the flyers so I can promote it, let people know. People always, you know, same hey, question, baby. like, where you going to be at? And I'm like, so like, I know you'll know. Okay, speaking of promoting, let's get your handles 
So when you start doing this promoting, thank you for the segue. People can, <laughs> people can you know I mean, check out and see what you're doing. So we can catch you on IG at K underscore shice, S-H-Y-S-T-A, K shice, K underscore shice. Facebook is, you know, the name on my paycheck, Raynaud Williams, R-E-Y-N-A-L-D Williams. Go to Facebook and you can add me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm on, um, I keep up with both of them, so add yeah, me on both do. of them. You on the regular. You message a lot through Instagram and Facebook. I just put out your flyer on both platforms, you know, both social media. Yeah. And I was going to be here tonight. Yes, I appreciate that. Like, we, we recycle the love. We recycle it. That's how it goes. Good energy feeds off good energy. I love that. So, y'all got that IG, King underscore Shice, S H Y S T E, King Shice on IG. I ain't going to say it's government, but <laughs> y'all can probably, you know. Do the Instagram thing. Yes, do the Instagram thing. That's the gram. Hit them up on the gram. <laughs> So I really, like I said, I really appreciate you being here. Like, it's so dope to have you because you, for me, are one of the people I go to. Like, you're like one of my go-to poets. Like, listening to your stuff, like, it, it fires me up. And like, I'm not really a political poet. Mm-hmm. But I like listening to you because, like I said, you got that old school hip hop flow, mm-hmm. and it like it, I find myself like with the the jig when I'm listening to your pieces, and it's like it's dope for me. And watching you perform is always like I'm in awe because mm-hmm. I can't memorize shit. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it, but you've been in this game for how many years? 2004. Since 2004, you, you see, he ain't give me a gear, right? He ain't say 10 years, 20 years. He just told me, okay. All so, right. 2004, <laughs> 20 years. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm looking forward to that, that, that 20 years of being able to say, yeah, I figure out what I'm going to do with the 20 years. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of the last poems. I'm a fan of yes. Maria Baraka before he passed it. Joe Scott Heron, I'm spoken word and poetry, something I can do. Uh, as long as my mind stays sharp, and like you say, old school flow. I'm in there with the rappers, and and they flowing, and I'm flowing, and, and they coming up to me to you know, like big homie. I've been listening to you since 2010, so I got I got some trees and, and you know some roots in this game. Yes, but I'm seeing poets, NMCs coming up to me and say I've been listening for years, and I'm glad they got listening to me feeling like. You know, I'm getting ready to Curtis blow the thing up. <laughs> you know, sound like I'm dated. Like I'm coming right now. Mm-hmm. Like whoever doing something right now, line for line, I want to be. So when I see these young cats spinning fire, they looking at me like, "No, you." And I'm like, "Okay." And, you know, because it it happens. I I go into a room, a bunch of young poets in there, and the host giving me all the pioneer props. And I know that I know that they're looking at. They think he getting ready. You know, sound like the last poets or sound like something. No, we, you 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 gonna get this work. I'm getting ready to teach you something. Damn, y'all. Your wordplay don't have content. Like she said, political. I give you anything. I give you streets, spirituality, love, sex, relationships, my life experience. I'm gonna give you everything. Content and and as a top tier lyricist, and you're just still telling me that you nice. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna tell you nice. But I want you to think about something. I want you to feel something. I, I love those lyricists. 
Like if I'm listening to you and I feel something in that moment, if I only feel like you killed it, that's like a, me listening to a comedian. Once I heard the joke once, twice, three times, I'm good. So rappers that just have a lot of wordplay do not fool me. There's those rappers that can take that wordplay, that uh, rhyme schemes structure and bring something with it. That's who inspires me. Like, you know, those kind of cats. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm still, I'm still like a little baby in the poetry game. So <laughs> I am. So hearing you and <coughs> E and Lady Sarcasm and even Kayla, like she is awesome. And the last poets, like I actually met one of the last poets at an event I did. Well, I was at a little bit before the um the summer before start getting cold. Jay Knobs had it. Oh like, yeah, yeah, before. yeah. And one of the last poets, yes, and he was talking about rhyme schemes, and he was like, as a poet, you know, we have the opportunity and the make-up words, like, we can make shit up. It don't have to be a word that's in the dictionary. Like, we can put two words together and make it make sense. That's what we can do. Mm -hmm. I I prefer not to. I think the English language is so beautiful so vast but it changes so it, much. Cha- it, it, it changed but i want to i want to use words that exist and make them connect like to me it's an art like i know what i want to say and then how do i say it you know that's the art that i gotta sit there and think about mm-hmm. some of them just gonna roll out some of my favorite poems and best poems are gonna go they just rolled out some of them i had to sit with for a minute like one of the news poems i did I had it, then I came back to it, and then when I came back to it, I was like, I'm glad I didn't recite it until I came back to it and keep something else on it. And it took a little, you know, it got bigger for me. But, but you know, I got like, like I understand what the brother's saying. We can do so much and and don't limit yourself. I just was talking preferably for me. I don't want to, like, I wasn't a fan of Lil Wayne just saying stuff that didn't connect. I'd rather hear Jay make those words connect and go, mm-hmm. or Lupe Fiasco, I'm like, yo, how did that do that? I'm into that. Like, you made that rhyme scheme, those, that wordplay like this, and, and, and it connected. I heard it seven times before I heard it. Like, damn, that got past me. I like that. I like what people say to me. Every time I listen to you, I hear something I else. I do. And I write from that. Like, you're not going to get it all. Unless you sit with it, because I'm from that, that mm-hmm. I can still listen to Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt, like damn, I missed that. I can still listen to uh, Lupe, uh, Food and Liquor. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. I I'm still, I'm from voice and right now. Voice the five nine is, I know I'm shouting out a lot of cats. Voice the five nine is just killing me to watch him do his thing. It's a, I, I want that. It's, it's like I said before, if I heard it and I got everything the first time. And it's a way to do that because I'm still like 50 and there's nothing complex about 50, <laughs> but it's the energy. So yeah, it's the, energy and it goes back to what I'm saying. If the, the energy, if your words are making me feel something, mm-hmm. shared experience, emotion, that's writing to me. If you're just got me like, oh, you killed it. Dope, you killed it. Then I want to know what you want to do next. If you the whole album is you just killed it with mm-hmm. wordplay and I never felt your story, your persona, your energy, your thoughts. Bring me the energy. Bring me and make me think. So our Pac is not lyrical, but he's one of my top ten. Most some days he's my top five. 
know, that's what's up, see? Okay, so that is King Shite. Let's get into Miss Betty's son. <laughs> Let's get into that. Yes, Miss Betty's son. The activist. Yes, there was two different people. Same. In the same, yeah, they, they reside in the same body, mm-hmm. but let's get into the activists. Let's get into who you are. I know you work in the school system, mm-hmm. and so you deal a lot with the youth, and I applaud you for that. I applaud you for that, because I got a 14 year old, and she get on my nerves. If you heard it before, <laughs> you could probably tell like, my voice is kind of strained. Yeah, because I'm working with your babies. I, I'm co- I got K to five during the day. Then I got seven to eight graders. I'm coaching them in basketball yeah. at night. And talking to eighth graders right now, it's like talking to a third grader. So I'm just all the time, yo, howling, repeat myself, repeat myself. That's why you need to That's why you needed the tea. I got you. Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, I just thought about this, the things. You do, it's a lot of stuff is thankless. Nobody's getting Grammys for being grown responsible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gets it twisted. We look at our success when somebody say, I bought something or they received something like a degree. I get that. Degrees, you got a new car, you got a house. Those are things that we applaud. Nobody really watches it. You know, there's no, you know, nobody's going to follow, give you 10,000 views because you're coaching boys. And once those boys, uh, got a connection with you, the teacher come to me and say, your guys are two, three levels behind in Butch Conk, and you get them to Saturday school. And when they wanted, when she couldn't get them to, you know, sign up, they looking at her like this, and it was like, coach, I'm going to come back and leave in 10 minutes. I, you know, she will step out two minutes to come back, and all my boys signed up. because, But nobody's going to give you anything for that. There's nobody's going to give you anything. To see you you make that connection and that they looked at each other, held each other accountable. You go, I go. If I go, you go. You you told them to be accountable, accountable, hold each other down. So they all signed up as a group. And I just say that's thankless. And but it serves me. Like, you know, I don't know where that comes from. That I don't want to be on my deathbed or in a nursing home thinking about how many women I had, how many uh, cars I bought, how many material things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be how many people I touch. When yes. I first started doing community events, to see kids running up with their mom, like, he came to my school. They running up on you like, you're, you know, it was something. <laughs> yeah. like, you were famous. Like, that man, he came to my school and he, mom, he, you know, you know, and they're excited about it. And they hear people years later come back and say, when you came to my school, you gave me your CD and I listened to your CD to get me through boot camp, to get me through college, to get me through, uh, 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 so, uh, you know, somebody said, well, I wrote my whole paper listening to you, what you call. So there's things that come out of it that there's no Kanye, well, I guess this we were, <laughs> there's no Kanye document because Kanye turned into <laughs> this. And we celebrate Kanye, he's a genius for what he does. We celebrate him for that. But you know, when you poops on the ground, nobody's, and that's okay. It's what I wanted to do. When I started doing spoken word, I would just feel like, you know, people are just looking at me as an entertainer. And I didn't want to just be an entertainer. Uh, a lady asked me to come to Atlantic City to the Boys and Girls Club because she came from Philly with spoken word and they didn't have it in Atlantic City. Yeah. 
So when I went there and seen what happened with those young people, that was the path. Was a lot of teachers came to, they were like, can you do what you just did on stage in, at my school? Sure. And that's, that started. Then the at-risk program started. People was like, can you come down to the youth studies? Can you come to, you know, different, don't fall down in the hood. They had all these, you know, at-risk programs that people come I love it to. though. And, and then the people say, we had speakers, but nobody, they never sat still for 40 minutes for anybody and then ask questions and all that. So it was started with spoken word. And if I sit up there writing a line, they were ooh and eye about it. And then they want to ask me, what does that mean? So if I sit up there, you know, and I speak it in a language and I go, I'm a bar lord, lyricism is my religion. I write five times a day facing the east, but my brothers in the streets are starting to eat. So I put my beliefs in a paragraph, serving two in the morning so they can break fast. And they go, why would, you know, they just heard the lines. And now, now I get to have a teachable moment about yes. what that really means. Teach them and then we have a conversation and then I'm pulling out a book like, you know, I didn't make this up. Don't take nothing. I say it's gospel. I'm just giving you footnotes. Karis one and Chuck D did that for me. Mm-hmm. They gave me footnotes. Chuck D didn't give me the culture. He gave me footnotes. Karis one named you Holly Selassie. I had to go find out who Holly Selassie was. It wasn't a whole song about it. So I'm giving you a line. And if that's what you want to do, you go find the culture. But if nobody's on TV, if nobody's on social media talking about the culture, then you're only going to keep sharing TikTok videos. I got my students finding my work and walking up to me telling them, what's up, Kate Shy? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> but the funny that's thing right. is, social, when you say, it right when you say yeah. old school, I had to look at how they're rapping now. They don't rap. They do melodic sing-songy things. Mm-hmm. So she kept saying, why you rhyme like that? Why you rhyme? I'm like, what do you mean? And I couldn't mm-hmm. say what she said. Because they used to somebody singing a lot. And then they sing a lot. They not listening to the mic. Go, bah, 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 bah. So to them, that's old school. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's Drake and Kendrick, Meek is still rapping. There, for the most part, they listen to people doing melodies yeah, and auto tunes. So... And I don't even know if they call it hip hop. They call it drill music. They call this that. Yeah, they call it. I don't hear young people saying hip hop. I'm from hip hop. I'm, you know, I'm the from era of, of hip hop. Yeah, you from the era of hip hop. <laughs> and they are too. They just don't because Domino was saying, <laughs> Nate Dogg was saying. Yeah. Oh like, yes. So yes. they didn't invent nothing. They just don't know where it came from. But they're not the first. Uh, people to sing melodically. Yeah, we were talking about that. Though. I seen cats do that. Even for records, I was singing on microphones because I'm from that area where people was picking out the big speakers. And a dude was singing his raps and his rhyming, and he's doing over a break beat. And everybody in the schoolyard looking at me like, yo, he's killing it. So nothing new was under the sun. I ain't write that, but I believe. <laughs> but we was just talking about that off air. Like, all this stuff is recycled. Like, it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's nothing new. The same stuff y'all talking about now. In your 20s and your teens, the same thing we talked about. Sometimes in these generational gaps, they feel like they're so far removed from us. And right, so when they talk, and I'm looking at them like, you're not doing nothing new. It ain't that. And I'm just like, I've got to make them understand, like, yo, I done did it 50 times exactly. before you showed up. And I had to tell them, like, I know you did nothing we ain't do except put text on your face, we ain't do that shit. But <laughs> I see young boys, they was going through that phase, but tassel they think that was crazy to me. 
but it's it's nothing new. You're not the first person to sell drugs. You're not the first person to carry a gun. You're not the first person to get somebody pregnant at 14. You're not doing anything new. But let me tell you, cause and effect and solution. And that's how I got to talk to them. Because when they tell them, I show up, I'm at the youth study center, and they say, we got a pool here today. I'm getting that. <laughs> got the oh, man. And when I start, I'll say, I'm from around here. <laughs> and then they look like, oh, they, I'm the notorious B-O-E-T. I blew up a screw up. Now you're looking like, wait a minute. Then I'm. That's how you catch the attention. But then they look like, yo, that was nice. But the conversation, like, oh, yeah, two questions. Oh, yeah, did you used to rap? Oh, yeah, what do you read? So they already making a connection, like, yo, this that, dude is lyrical, but he's, he's, he got something up here. Mm-hmm. And then when they hear the lines, I'm like, you can tell, I'm like, you know, I'm from 17 McDonald's. I'm from Troy Third. I'm from the project when they were high rise. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been running around before. I ain't never hung up here with you. Like, <laughs> <You laughs> I, 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 I can't say I took you that story off where it's coming. Because <laughs> I'm always careful. Like, that's the thing. I don't go to these young boys telling them stories that sound like I'm glorifying them. Mm-hmm. I let them know I'm from it. Because I always got a problem with the old heads that come and it sounds like, yo, you triple OG and you got your. Your blue rag on, and you talk, you trying to help the kids, but it sounds like you're glorifying what you did and then trying to tell them not to do it. But they looking at you like you just made it. Yeah, when I went upstate, ask anybody how I held it down. My neighborhood know about me. You glorifying these war stories and then trying to say, but I wish I wouldn't have done those things. They don't, they're not hearing all that. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be a glorification. I just put enough in there to let them know I'm from this. Exactly. Like if I, if I give them a gun bar, it's not I'm shooting you. Like I was like, you, uh, you sound like a 38 with the serial scratched off, rusty handle. Like, hold on, what? what did you say? <laughs> rusty trigger finger. You miss your target audience and hit innocent kids. So you know, I just made a metaphor like you miss your target audience and hit innocent kids, meaning you was aiming at something else, but you hit the kids with that violence and they heard you. So it's a gun metaphor symbolism that they can tell I'm from it. But I was like, mm-hmm. that's teddy bears and candles. This rest of piece poetry written in graffiti. So I'm moving them away from, but I gave them nothing to know. Oh, okay, he's from it, but he's not of it. And that's mm-hmm. two different things. Love that's it, two different it. things. So we ain't gonna glorify anything. But yeah, I have written out a story, I tell you. I love that. He's, this is what I love about the hip-hop era like the messages and then i was at um a show yesterday last night word warriors big shout out my brother sam yes i know he was telling me about just words and like i'm like y'all this is what like i want to be in that situation in Where, like, mm-hmm. I got people around me that have these memories, but, like, oh, yeah, you remember Dallas Palace? And you remember, like, I want that. Like, I want to be able to pass on um, knowledge like that. <coughs> so yes. that's important to me, especially having kids. You know, I want to be able to pass on that knowledge. Like, I don't know if my daughter listening tonight, and she's 14, and, you know, mom, what mom do is, like, not important. But, you know, I put her on, I want you to listen to Sador Radio tonight. I'm going to be on 
and I know she sees the movement, like she sees the positivity and the movement that I'm making. Just give it to them because they double back. Like mm. I made my son come to some of my mentoring program. It's it's the scene in Boys in the Hood where you take your son out and he start talking and all the the rough hit, the, the gang members come around. And he's looking like the same thing my father says to me all the time. And he's probably looking at it like, oh, man, he's captivating them. So my son had to hear these things over and over again. But now he's watching me tell the young boys that sit there like this. And they look, and now he's looking like, okay, my father just ain't no square, just beat me over the head or something. These young boys that's rougher than me, mm-hmm. he's listening to them. But they double back. Meaning my son, this is how long I've been in it, he had my music in his iPod. And he would say, my switch going. Then a year or two ago, he had me on Father's Day. Thanks for giving me the coach. Yes, the me, culture, so they double back. That culture, hustle that so culture. So she's watching. She's going to be up. It's 27. I'm like, my mom was, was it just, just, you know, food, clothes, and shelter? My mom was doing things. Yes, and that's what I want. Like, we got to, like, that's why one of the reasons I follow you and E and Lady and a couple other people is because y'all dropping gems and I'm a hungry type of person. Like I'm picking up gems like crazy. Like my pockets is full. I'm shoving them in my pants. Like y'all understand. Like this is and and the way the poetry movement is like I'm hungry. Like but but don't confuse it because as I said, the reason why I started doing community events and youth events, being on those stages, a lot of times people just see it as entertainers. They're just coming to me and say, I'm fired. Mm. Oh, you killed it. It's other people that might, like you, saying you got something more than shots is fired. A lot of people are just like, yo, you that boy that's fired. So it's sometimes it's just everybody's not gonna get gems and jewels and everything. They're just getting entertained. They just that's get entertained. Okay that's okay too. That's they they pay me. Most of the time I make my money, it's not at the community events. I make my money when I go to Baltimore, Jersey, and different cities that feature Philadelphia, uh, my home city. They're the ones that pay me to come out here and do it. But that's where the balance had to come out. I had to do the venues, sell my work, mm-hmm. get paid to host and feature. So I can go do community work for free and make it make sense. Because you out there, you see how Malcolm passed, not to compare myself to Malcolm. Malcolm gave so much. When he died, it was nothing there for the family. So he had to, you know, they had to you know, rely on other people. And Betty should pass herself a strong woman. Yeah. But if I'm going to my mailbox and it's full of bills and I can't go to Pico's like, when I was down in youth study. I changed my life. You want to have to write that next poem in the dark, bro. So, yes, some of us, it's just hot. They bought it because it was hot. Other people told me, I bought your CD. You know, we talked about that's how long I've been in. I mean, from the CD era, bought your CD, and my son took it, and I can't get it back from Thank you. <laughs> I, I bought it so you and your son could listen to it. They had to add something else. It's you become what you was missing. You're the answer to your own prayers. So when we kept complaining, hip hop changed. You got to figure 2004, my white team, <laughs> Chicken Loose Soup, all uh, this was out. We hating. Now it's made an album. Hip hop is dead. We hating. And I was like, it ain't their fault. 
It's no rock him on the radio. So then you go to the schools and you do, you like, well, let's say old school, you doing rock him and chaos. What a big daddy came for them. Now it's Jay Z and him for them. And they think you're doing magic because they don't hear nobody playing with these words like that. Mm-hmm. So they almost looking like you, like, yo, he just, <laughs> he just set himself on fire. And then we know that it's not just entertainment for them. They got tech, they got a bunch of questions. And that's and the best that part. Come, now we're, now you feel like you're serving somebody. So what I call a king shice is like king shice. I'm sitting on the throne to serve our community. I want all the kings and the queens to be of service. We ain't ruling nothing. We're serving our community. God made a community. That's what we're doing. Yes, I love that line. <laughs> I love that line. Because it's the truth. Like you, you put out that good energy and that positivity to serve your community. You want somebody to pick it up mm-hmm. and pass it on. So it's so, like so that's what the line goes because if you're having everybody say if it ain't about the bag, it ain't about nothing. Yes. And I say every man have a mantra, boss, God said family and community. And people usually give me, you know, I get the hallelujah black man reaction <laughs> because men supposed to have conviction. I had to learn that. What is a man? Growing up as Miss Betty's son, no father around, you think of the man as being physical, how strong enough. Can I beat everybody in basketball? Can I beat them in boxing? Can you get money? How many girls you got? That's what we was looking at our manhood. And I was like, it had to be more. So then when you find out your manhood is based, your manhood, humanity is based on spirituality and intellect and purpose. Like, what is your purpose, truth, and conviction? Then you, I feel like I was coming into my manhood. It's not, you know, you walk in, you somebody see you with the prettiest girl, one of the prettiest girls in the club, go shice, you the man. You get ready to pull out your money at the bar. Okay, you the man at night, drink on you. That night, so that's the kind of word you like, you yeah. the man. Oh, you, you knock that motherfucker out that you you know, he to be played with. You so you look at that as manhood, and then you growing up and you get ready to try having kids. What am I passing on if you don't have? truth and conviction, like it's about culture, it's about blackness, it's about God, it's about as much as I can learn, learn it. Mm-hmm. And it's not, everything I learn is I'm trying to monetize it. I'm learning it to become, to become a full human being. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Like, I mean, it's you, crazy you because- You the because I need that. I, it's crazy because I just, I was just having this conversation, like the same conversation last night, with Sam and um good brother, that's why I call Yes, him good exactly. The same conversation. And he like he worked in a men- mental health mm-hmm. um institute facilities. Mm-hmm. He works with um people who are uh, unstable or the and and mental health is something that's serious for me because mm-hmm. I believe everybody needs to at some point in their life mm-hmm. mental health needs to be a thing for you. It just needs to be because we all got trauma. We all got life. We trying to balance out and having nobody to uh, on the outside to drop your thoughts off to or hear yourself like bounce stuff off of. You need that. And for me, that's what poetry is. Like I write because I need to get it out. It's therapy for me. And then going to open mics, it's me sharing my feelings and my inner pain and my thoughts and everything else with other people so that's therapy for me poetry is therapy so for me it's something that i need 
and and you know, here's Sam, like I said, about Sam a while talking about therapy. And I've never done therapy. And I had to talk to Iman, mm, one of my yeah. brother, one, what's called? That's Eva Poet MC. And I had to really look at it like, you know, like, you know everybody needs a couch time, with, bro. Like, I look at it and wonder do I have post traumatic PTSD because. I've never been shot, but I've been shot at so there's too many times. Mm-hmm. I grew up around it that it's normalized. And I can see somebody pull out a gun and not, you know, it ain't directed at me. And I'm looking at it and seeing that and had guns pointed at me by cops and by brothers in the neighborhood with murders and tech. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes you wake up out your I snap out my witch car because I hear something and say, Shy's got shot. And I just pop up and it's almost like I've been thinking about since a teenager that I'm going to die violently because I've been around so much violence. I always thought like, yo, it's coming and just being black in the inner city. Yes. I, I don't live, <laughs> I live in, grew up in North Philly, lived in Southwest, live in Logan now. So I've been in the inner city all throughout South Philly. I've just been too close to it. Like I gotta be right there watching and it's too many people going So I really look like, you know, yeah, and I'm not talking about 20 years ago. I'm talking about maybe even a recent time. I'd be sitting somewhere and 10 feet away from me, somebody gets shot, and then you know, first thing you do is go towards that because you want to see if you can help the brother, mm-hmm. and you got to watch somebody by the spirit leave them. That stays with you. Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. It, it, and it's just been around so much. So a lot of us going back to Sam's on therapy needed, and poetry is, you know part of it, you know what I mean, being all my life, it was like before poetry and sports, I played so many sports, even in my 30s and 40s, people was thinking like, you try to go to the league, no, I was totally stressed. Hey, everybody had their way of coping. Like, I'm from North Philly, people would see me running from Broad Susky, all the way up to almost Broad Spring Garden at night, because now that I went to my kids in the bed, I'm a night owl, I never Cause that's almost crazy to see somebody in the hood jogging with a hoodie on at night. Like why can't people do it all the time? So people come back like, yo, Rabbi, you don't talk to my bro. But why are you seeing my brother running up and down Broad Street? No, I'm trying. <laughs> Plus I had kids, I had a door. So it was it, it was stress. Plus I had a door and I was calculating, okay, by the time I do it a date, I'll be this age. I can't I, I gotta make sure. <laughs> you gotta make sure that book is together. When she come up and say, Daddy, such and such, and and actually, it happened. There's been times I had to step to dudes and be like, yo, leave her alone. And then they look and they be like, yeah, this ain't Stanley, that's Debo. Like, <laughs> so it's, when Debo say, get off his lawn, it ain't Stanley say, get off his lawn. Debo say, that's exactly. my daughter. They understand, like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, she won't say nothing to you, you stay away from people, stay away. But it's it's like that. Uh, Vito Corleone was that often you can't refuse. She won't say nothing to you, and you ain't gonna say nothing to her. And they looking and sizing you up, and I'm looking like, <laughs> hey, it gotta be like that sometimes. It gotta like, be like that, and that's what it. You know, fatherhood is part of all of this. Is activism, is being an artist, and fatherhood. Like one of my pieces that I really do, one of my favorite pieces, is fatherhood. I wrote a poem called Father's Child. You probably heard it. I that. guess I definitely it's, it's a poem that if you know me, you know me. But fatherhood is the answer to Father's Child. Because I wrote, I had three children, each one of them 
<laughs> got a page. This is his Shah page. This is Alondra, my daughter, and then my youngest, Raheem. The whole got a page, and it's me answering. I didn't have a father, so I don't follow his child, but now I'm a father, right? Fatherhood is coming full circle. Hey, exactly. I love it. I, I, love I did that up the one day doing back to back. Yes, there you go. See, I, I, this is what I do. So <laughs> I want like 10% of this whole situation. We just worked out together. So I need, I need my, <laughs> the back end of the back end. Wow. So <laughs> that's how that works. It's like, oh, she said she did. Oh, she is. Um, so, all right. So, the activist. Speaking of my son, my son. Yeah, speaking, that's what we do. And that's a funny story. I wrote it, and he was about four or five. And we talked about Jay Nas when he did the yes. last So, I'm in the studio with Jay Nas, and my son is there. So, I do the whole poem, and I get to my son, who's got the last verse. And he just peeked in the room and just goes, Dad, you talking about me. <laughs> so we yeah. looked at each other like, damn. First we thinking that, y'all, he fucked it up. Yeah. Wait a minute. Put that on there. Yes. <laughs> so put that on there. So it's by the time I get to the last verse, and I'm talking about Raheem, when he goes, Dad, you talking about me. It's a blooper real moment that we kept. I love it. I love it. And while we talk about him, he's knocking at the door. We're just showing up. Yeah, co-parent. Sunshine. That's on the album. Sunshine is on the album. It's about me being a co-parent. So everything I say is not just political. It's my real life experience. Mm -hmm. I got a poem about getting divorced, uh, King's Heartbreak, and then I got Sunshine about being uh, doing, you know, co-parenting with my ex, his mother. So it's not just me uh, uh, just doing sp uh, history, spirituality, culture. I'm giving you my real life, this fatherless child, because that's my from. This Betty son, I wrote that poem after my mother passed. It's so when you hear it, you get to know. You can listen to a poem and be like, yo, I I know this guy. Exactly, <laughs> and that's how it should be. Speaking mm -hmm. of your album, mm -hmm. so we get that on where? Where we get that at? We you go to a grill. We go on IG. Or Facebook, it's a Grill Soul Records page. If you go on Grill Soul Records on IG or and Grill Soul Records is G R I O T Soul S O U L Records.com. Grill Soul Records. I'm telling you, the album is fire. And I love uh, Real Soul Records because yeah, go get your Go get your seedling. <laughs> He'll be back. He's gonna go get his seedling. So real soul records. If you go and go on the website, um, they have King Shice, his album is fire. They also have um Lady Sarcasm, her album, that's my girl. So I rep hard for Lady Sarcasm. Her album is so hot. Ladies, y'all gotta be a part of this album so definitely real soul records is the spot and of course the legendary e the poet mc he got his pieces he also has a book called rhymes against the margin i believe or rhymes outside the margin something like that but it's dope and then lady sarcasm has her book and her album dear lost john which i'm in the book so you should definitely cop that um we're gonna be cutting out in a minute um because it is almost time we got 10 minutes left 
My brother's gonna get ninety five percent of the likes on that picture. So if I'm talking about her achievement, I'm talking about her achievements. We gotta keep that same energy exactly. for each other. Yes, we gotta love up on each other. I, I like a have, I love a beautiful body with a sister. You gotta stay half naked. She don't have to be half naked. I said beautiful body. I meant listen, listen, what I meant. Of course, I like a half naked body, but I like the black woman's body so she can be covered. And and I'm still gonna see beauty, and you know, right. you, you know, when she happens, I see sex. But she's coming to see beauty. I'm sorry. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all hear? Y'all heard the man? He said what he said. <laughs> I'm gonna walk would, around this bitch in a sheet. I could. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to write father. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to write. Uh, fatherhood if I didn't love black women and their bodies. I, you know, that's how that it works. True. That's where it came from. Black beautiful bodies. And when I met my oldest two moms, I was in the club. Now my youngest son, mom, in the venue, poetry venue, but it was the same energy. Damn, who that? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, who that? And we, you know, beautiful black babies. Yes, beautiful black babies. That's and that's how it is. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate you coming out, like. I'm so glad you can make it because for a second, like y'all don't even oh, understand yeah, yeah. like what I went through earlier today. I went to the gym today. I was like so hyped. And then my homie, the engineer over here, y'all can't see him. Mark is like, you ready? I'm like texting him like, what? I was born ready. This is what I do. <laughs> and then Shice texting him, oh man, I'm like, you don't understand. I fell out on the floor like that. I got to eat, I, I, I was really thank you, E. It really came down to conflict, like you say. We right now trying to coordinate picking up my son, mm-hmm. before, you know. So when he was telling the time, I'm like, oh man, I gotta be home to receive him, and I ain't gonna make it here. But luckily, co-parenting works out. Yes. She said, "Well, I'll drop him off to where you are." Look at you know, that. She was like, "Give her her uh, flowers, thank yes, you, Queen." Because she could have been like, "Well, your responsibility is, and it. I guess you won't see him this weekend. Oh, come on, we ain't doing that." So, and I, can I say this before we go? Yeah, that's what um, King's Heartbreak is about, and and I'll try to articulate that. Even though we wasn't together, because we have a shared belief system, and we have a a, a, a belief about family and culture and everything else. So once we couldn't be together, it didn't stop us from being parents together. It doesn't. And I think a lot of times it's just crazy if you you make a, a baby with somebody that came out of a promise. We didn't one night stand as we married, planned the baby. We had the baby. Even if I did, it, if I was running around and said it, it's still the same thing. What's this like comes in, you're responsible for it. So if I'm responsible for it, it just works out better if we had get past the beautiful bodies. And you understand, what do we believe in? Because if we believe in the same thing, we don't have to be together to still be the the community, the tribe, the family. You know what I mean? It's it's it, it, we gotta we gotta understand that. We gotta really understand. Because I watch people beefing, you know, the, uh, the baby daddy yes. thing, the baby mama beef is just ridiculous in our community. And I can't speak to I don't know what Latinos do. I don't know what white folks are doing. I don't know what Asian, I care less what they do in the community as far as their family. I'm talking about our families. Mm-hmm. We got to be about families 
make communities. Communities make societies. So where families are broken, now we understand why our city looks like it is. So we true. all over the place. We all over the place. If I love my family, so does he, and so does he. We're in the same block. We're gonna make our block safe. We're gonna do whatever we do to keep it safe and clean because we all believe in our families that live on this block. Mm -hmm. And we all separated and doing our own thing. Now, anybody can come on our block. Me, 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 me. God, family, community, got that purpose, kings. Got it, yes. I'm totally in agreement with that. It got to be about community. For me, it's about Black enterprise. It's about building each other up. Like, that's the wavelength I'm on. And that's why I wanted to start this show, because if I'm making money and I'm doing good and I'm supporting... I'm going to reach out to anybody around me that got something positive going on, mm -hmm. and I'm going to extend my hand because I'm, I'm not about that crab in the barrel mentality. Like, we shouldn't be keeping each other down. We should be lifting each other up, like, always. Like, us black and brown people, we are brilliant. And, and think it's about not it, going to be recognized. It ain't because white folks love each other so much. They understand building infrastructure mm -hmm. for themselves mm -hmm. because I don't necessarily got to love Bob, but if me and Bob can build infrastructure, we build infrastructure, generational wealth, generational yes. privilege. If we they build these things, and that's been the whole thing to try to keep us out. That's why we still brown people, black people chasing something because they build infrastructure that's based on privilege and white supremacy to keep us out. They don't necessarily love each other. There's white on white crimes. There's Russia and Ukraine is going down. They <laughs> do violence to each other. It's going down. They do violence to each other. World War One and World War Two was European white shit. <laughs> if you watch uh, Bravehearts, we've been watching white people with axes cut each other here. They don't love each other, but when they came here, they built infrastructure for what? From themselves. Well, I don't love our necessity to have privilege. Mm -hmm. Okay. They don't even know they would, but they put their women up as a standard of beauty. Why? Because he's dropping knowledge. <laughs> okay, so with that being said, it is now seven o'clock, and I have to go. I got to pick up my kids. So I once again want to thank my guest, King Shice, for coming through in the clutch. And joining me on my first, my first Sorry, show. Sorry, y'all still trying to uh, bring her in. And I, it was a privilege to be here. It was Thank a privilege. You, and I'm glad because I was tired and trying to get the whole thing coordinated. I was like, maybe she could call somebody else. But then E, shout out E. He was like, don't e, do it, Shice. <laughs> Thank you, E. You know, I love you and Tim. I appreciate it. So we will catch you on the 25th of March, which is my next show. Um, I will have on Gretchen Elise, a musician in Philly. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. I wish peace and blessings on you and prosperity to you and your family. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Please, that was great. You can talk. <laughs>